0: Hello oh, and welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good! A Rewatch podcast of the Sci-Fi original series Eureka, the longest running original series on the Sci-Fi channel to date. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do that on our website, eurekaRewatch.com, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch.
1: Let's get going!
0: Just a quick note before we begin, you'd think by the time we hit the fifth episode we would have our act together, but apparently that is not the case. We thought we had our remote podcasting audio problems corrected, and we did until we got to this episode. Please bear with us as we continue to work on this problem. Thanks. Here's Doug with the Google Play Synopsis. Season 1,
1: Episode 5, Invincible. Nathan Stark keeps a dangerous artifact under wraps until Carl Carlson, a brilliant but unpredictable researcher, accidentally taps into its awesome power. Written by creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia and Dan E. Thussman. Directed by Michael Grossman. Original air date, August fifteenth, two 2006.
0: Thanks, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm back with my co-host, Doug Gramley. How are you doing? How are you? Good. So we're going to be talking about episode five, and I am I forgot the name of it. Invincible. In, invincible. I'm recording these out of order, and I'm editing these out of order, so if I sound confused, it is because I am very confused. This is not one of my favorite episodes, and now, so it begins, we hear artifact, 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 artifact. Why is
1: this one of your favorites?
0: Well, I think for one thing, I don't like to see blood, which I know is odd because of all the other shows that I watch. Uh, no,
1: I know. I understand now. It, it, it's a little. It's got a little more glory in there than than some of the other episodes.
0: Yeah, and especially when Carl Carlson fabs his own hand. Yeah. And then when he burns his hand, I think maybe it's when they're showing it to you close up to show you that it's healing. It bothered me. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is about this episode. I mean, I like it. It's just not one of my favorites.
1: Gotcha.
0: So in this episode, we have Carter avoiding getting a physical. We have the story of Carl Carlson. And we have the artifact. And I don't know what bugs me about the artifact, except that we hear artifact so many times in the next few episodes. Which, now that I'm saying that, might be the reason why this is not one of my favorite episodes, because all of the constant artifact talk begins with this episode. Yeah, I guess it's
1: just one of those things that I every single episode together. Otherwise, each episode is kind of like its own single story, but somehow this, this artifact is involved in a lot of what goes wrong in this town. Right. Um, right. But I kind of like this episode because I, I, I feel like I can relate to Carter in, in trying to dodge his physical. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think I went uh, six years without seeing a doctor at one point. Uh, just because every every time it came up, I, I avoided it. it, came up an excuse as to why I did not have to go see a doctor. So,
0: <laughs> and I, I yes, and I know that's true. Okay, this is the third time you put this off. What's up?
1: You really want to know?
0: No, I just enjoy our morning banter.
1: Because I don't want to die.
0: Isn't that the whole point of taking the physical,
1: Carter? No, that's tempting fate. And short cop today, he takes a bullet tomorrow.
0: And the funny thing is when, and I know you're not a West Wing fan, but every time he says he's tempting fate by getting a physical. Well, we haven't won anything yet. The speech is done.
1: Two speeches are done. What's the second? I've got a speech if he wins, I've got a speech if he doesn't. You wrote a concession? Of course I wrote a concession. What do You, you want to tempt the wrath of the whatever from high atop the thing? No. Then go outside, turn around three times and spit. What the hell's the matter with you? It's like twenty-five degrees outside. Go! Hello.
0: Fifty-one Yay votes is what we see on these screens before a drop of wine is swallowed. Because there's a little thing called what, Bonnie? Tempting fate. Tempting fate is what it's called. In the three months, this man has been on my radar screen. I have aged forty-eight years. This is my day of jubilee. I will not have it screwed up by what, Bonnie? By tempting fate. By tempting fate?
1: Okay.
0: and that's all i could think of when he says that yeah so we have him getting avoiding a physical and then allison slaps the body scan thing on his neck so she yep. can give him a physical without him taking a physical actually and the funny thing about that is when him and carl were on the bridge and they fall off the bridge. Yeah. Allison calls him and she looks annoyed that his adrenaline spiked and your white count looks like you may have broken something. But nobody seems yeah. to care that he broke anything.
1: Yes, she's more or less annoyed because here she is thinking that maybe something is wrong with him. Yeah. So he does need to get physical but but she, she doesn't, you know, she's not getting that there was a situation taking place that, uh, you know, he uh, otherwise would have been perfectly fine had not you know, him and, and Carlson you know, fell off the bridge. Right. But
0: it, it just was funny to me that, you know, she tells him it seems that you may have broken something and then in the next breath she's mad at him for losing Carl Carlson. <laughs> it's like, she's so concerned about his health and getting this physical. Yeah. But when something serious happens to him, she doesn't care. Then we get to, of course, Carl Carlson. The story of Carl Carlson, who is a little bit odd. I guess we can say he has some OCD issues. Yeah, he's,
1: uh, like a phobia oppressed. Yeah, you know he's, he's afraid of everything. Um, skittish about skittish about anything, really, and uh, kind of has that that persona about him. And then he gets this experiment that he's doing some, uh, what was it like, some sort of cellular regeneration? Yes. That he was working on. Right. Something happens. I, I I forgot. I forget why the artifact. The art, something was going on with the artifact that caused his experiment to go awry.
0: Right. I, if I remember correctly, and don't quote me because it's all this technical stuff I don't really pay attention to, something about the radiation from the artifact somehow yeah. affected his experiment because his lab is close enough to wherever they're keeping this artifact. So he didn't actually figure out how to regenerate tissue. It was his brain that was changed and his brain right. yeah, is what was causing everything to heal and regenerate
1: go back for a second and mention that he he's one of those scientists that never really figured anything out. Right. I think he was in a lot of pressure from Stark yes. to come up with something to show some sort of results on any project that he was working on and just kept on coming up with nothing. So then when this whole situation takes place with the artifact and this kind of explosion, whatever happened... They blame it on Carlson without knowing that he was affected by anything. They decide to let him go. Right. That's this whole thing of, you know, Carter chasing him down uh, after they find out that he has these kind of superhuman powers.
0: Right, and the whole redaction thing was kind of funny. I mean, (laughs) I don't understand what they do. They just leave him stranded after they... Take everything away, close up his house, and just leave him standing in his front yard.
1: Yeah, there's like no protocol there. They uh, take away all his research. They, they take away his house and his badge for Global Dynamics. You think that they have some sort of protocol to, uh, you know, ensure that uh, if they do send these people away, that there's no setbacks or there's no leaked information. Right, and that they
0: have somewhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> And so we get to the artifact itself. A couple episodes ago, it might have been the last episode, we saw Nathan bringing the congressman down to look at the artifact, although they didn't really tell us what it was, although they still really haven't told us what it is. Yeah. But Nathan seems totally obsessed with it and obsessed with figuring out what it is. And then you have Beverly, who seems to have some other kind of interest in what this is.
1: Yeah, she starts to get more and more through the episodes that she's definitely working against global dynamics and she's got some other agenda. Right. And so
0: Stark, I'm sure, that he realizes earlier than he admits that the artifact is what contaminated Carl's experiment. Because Douglas reports to him that there was some kind of radiation coming from somewhere else. Still, even though he knows what's wrong, or he seems to know what's wrong, he has a hard time telling anybody that, yes, there is in fact this artifact.
1: Yeah, he's looking for a scapegoat. Right. It's obviously afraid that if people find out that this artifact is, is really the cause of a lot of the problems, you know, someone might come in and, and remove it from the area or, or something like that. Like his obsession with his thing is kind of clouds his, his better judgment. Right.
0: And so what did you think about Carter getting shot? He got shot... In the
1: chest. He used, uh, like, an energy-type weapon. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Carl, like, uses his powers to deflect the blast, right?
0: Right. They were shooting at... Yeah, one of the SWAT people fired when they weren't supposed to, and Carl deflected it, and it hit Carter in the chest, now, we've seen injuries on Eureka, but I don't think I've ever seen something that catastrophic. It was like they blew out his whole chest.
1: Yeah, it was uh, It was a pretty significant injury. But, I mean, obviously you knew that he was going to come out of it okay. Oh, sure. But, yeah, compared to some of the other things that we've seen. Although, the first episode, they did cut a cow in half.
0: True, true.
1: And the, the old sheriff did lose a leg.
0: Right, but it wasn't anything... I don't know. It looked like I was watching The Walking Dead instead of Eureka.
1: Yeah, like they used a lot of prosthetics and the makeup. You know, they, they did a really good job. I mean, it did look like a pretty gruesome injury.
0: Yeah. And so this is really the point where Nathan has to admit that, that he has the artifact because it's the only way to save yes. Carter.
1: Yeah, because prior to that, nobody really in Global Dynamics or the town really knew this uh, this artifact except for, you know, the handful of people that were guarding the door, I guess.
0: Right, and they might not even know what was in there. You know, they're just guarding a door. Fortunately, Carl was able to heal Carter, and then he shuts the door and heads
1: straight for the artifact. Yeah, that was kind of a weird way to end the episode. He uses the artifact to heal Carter. Right which is kind of weird because if there's this radiation coming from this thing and then they bring Carter down to that area, you'd think something would happen with Carter as well. But anyway, he, yeah, he uses the, the artifact. He kind of just puts his hand up against the door and touches Carter's chest and he starts to heal. Um, and then, yeah, closes the door behind him and kind of just disappears. I'm not really sure if, if he becomes one with the artifact or if he dies. Or right. What, they, they don't really
0: explain that to you. Right, and for everybody else who's concerned, we find out at the end that Allison thinks that Carl has been reassigned.
1: Yeah, that's what Stark is, tells, tells everybody that he's just been reassigned. Right. Well, so, and you know, Stark starts to sidestep, avoid telling people the the truth about this uh, this artifact.
0: Yeah. So the way I was looking at it when he decided to walk down the hall. I think that his brain had so evolved that he actually does understand what the artifact is, even though we don't.
1: Yeah, well, he says at the end, uh, as he's walking towards it, Stark calls out and and says something to, like, "I, I have to know, I have to know what it is. Right. And he responds back, saying, someday you will know. Then he says, the question is, will you be ready? Right. And then he finishes with, I am ready. Do it, Carl. It's gonna be all right. It'll destroy you. I'm not afraid, Carl. Please. I have to know.
0: What is it? One day you will know. The question is, will you be ready?
1: I am. So, yeah. yeah, Like you said, his brain evolved so much that he understood what what it was. And I mean, it's kind of like an ominous thing. think about
0: right and that's pretty much the episode unless you have other things that you wanted to talk about
1: there's always one quote or one interaction that usually makes me laugh Mm -hmm. in every episode and this one was you know after Paul gets his powers his attitude changes he's no longer uh phobic about anything he's more confident and he's walking around town you know like he owns the place there's a part where he goes into the cafe and he yelled out to Vincent, he says, Vincent, give me a beer. And Vincent, like, looks at him all cross-eyed and, and says, you don't drink alcohol, and I've never served you alcohol before. And, and then he says, I, and I'm not going to serve because you brought the health inspector in here. Right. And then Carl says, well, there was a in my suit. <laughs> and Vincent says, you sensed the fly in your suit. <laughs> right. And then Carl's, Carl's response was, I may have overreacted. Vincent!
0: The beer. Okay, but you don't drink alcohol and I don't serve you anymore since you brought in the health inspector.
1: There was a fly in my suit.
0: You sensed a fly in your suit. I may have overreacted.
1: And (laughs) then you chuckle a little bit. Yeah.
0: Now, even Cafe Diem, doesn't it look different? Did it look different to you? They did Cafe DM. it looked different. I guess I'm remembering more what it looked like towards the end.
1: It kind of looked oh, different. Um, yeah, I I think they usually shoot that shot or like that area from the same camera angle. And I think maybe in this one they changed camera angle so you're kind of seeing a different side. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, it just didn't
0: look like the same place that I remember. It, maybe if I didn't remember what it looked like towards the end, it almost looked like a upper class restaurant instead of a cafe. Like,
1: yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I, th- I think it may have just been like a camera angle, thing, but maybe that it is. That could be wrong. Maybe yeah, changed sets or something. That might be. Yeah.
0: Do you have anything else?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay, so that's it for this episode, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye, Dud. Thanks.
1: All right, I'll see you Monday. Okay, bye.
0: Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Come back next time for Season 1, Episode 6, Dr. Noble.
1: Bye now. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, yeah, that can't be good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you.